0: Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do and I want to bring you along for the ride. This week we're going to talk about infertility and how I've had and dealt with infertility in my life. Richard and I met when I was I think 36 and um, we started trying to have a baby when I was 37 and I'm now 44, so it's been a long uh, ride for us. And I want to share with you how how it went. Um, you know, most couples try on their own for a while, which we did as well, and had no success at all. So at the time, we both didn't believe in, in IVF or or doing something that wasn't natural. And um, I remember, like, the first visit to the doctors. let's just see w- what what's going on with both of us, and maybe we'll have a clearer idea of what, you know, why we aren't getting pregnant. And, you know, um, when we did go, we decided to try the route of IUIs, which is um, fairly, it's not going all the way to IVF, but it's still taking fertility drugs and then... Um, having them basically take his sperm and clean it and then insert it at the exact time that you're ovulating. The first time we did that, I got pregnant and was like, wow, oh my God, you know, this is it. And then we miscarried um, just a few weeks into the pregnancy. And I believe we did a total of three or four IUIs and we got pregnant twice and both times they um, miscarried fairly early on and at that time our fertility doctor was like you know maybe we should do some genetic testing on both of you just to make sure that everything's going to be okay or that everything is okay with both of you you know 99% of the time they come back as everything's fine but you know just to double check well, it turned out that mine didn't come back fine. Um, I do have a genetic, um, I don't know, a genetic thing called balanced translocation. I wouldn't call it a disease, but it I'm fine as a human. But when I create my eggs, the eggs are not balanced. Well, a chance of either they can be balanced or unbalanced, but the... Um, uh, the majority of my eggs are not balanced. And, and therefore, that's why I'm able to get pregnant. But the egg itself, once it starts um, growing with the, you know, when it becomes an embryo, it can only go for so long before it miscarries because it doesn't have all of the genetic material to make a full baby, essentially. And um, it, because of that diagnosis, my our doctor said there's no point in continuing on doing IUIs, they did have an option of doing IVF with then doing genetic testing on the embryos before they implant them. And I mean, now we're talking like (laughs) going from something that neither of us wanted to do anything that was not natural to like full on, we needed help in every way. And, And this brought up, you know, Lots of issues between Richard and I, and we ended up seeing a therapist to talk it through, um, because I at that point felt like I was focused and driven to succeed and and start a family, and Richard felt like he wasn't. If it wasn't meant to be, why are we pushing it? And for me because at that point I was like my late 30s I was feeling like we don't have time to waste with this we got to you know get in there get the job done and move on and i remember our therapist saying like you know this is one of the main reasons that couples get divorced um because usually the female is so it becomes like almost like a roller coaster ride that you get on and you can't, you don't even know where the exit is, or even if you did, you don't even want to look at the exit because you're on the ride, like you're ready to go full, full force ahead, probably because it's all happening to your body. And and the male is is kind of probably able to see things in a clearer way, or a more objective way, and isn't emotionally tied to having the successful pregnancy. And it becomes like, that was more important to me than anything, you know, and there were times where Richard and I, uh I mean, I don't know that we were going to make it through it. And, and, and really definitely I had to really think about it. Is this, is, is having a baby more important than having this relationship? And obviously for me, I came to the conclusion that the whole reason I wanted a family was because of Richard, not, not in spite of him, <laughs> you know? And he, I definitely knew I didn't wanna do it without him. So, um, but in that we decided, finally came to the conclusion that we were going to try this IVF with the genetic testing because in in the case of myself, it was the only way that we would be able to know which of the embryos were okay to implant versus going through um, random pregnancies only to have the miscarriages happen. So we went forward with it, and there were, I believe, 10 embryos that came out of that, and of those 10, I think five went on, they like watch them every day and kind of rate them. And then before they can't do the testing on them until I think it was like day five. So we were like, wow, five, that's a you know great number. And I, you know, feeling really optimistic about all of it. And then we got the call that they said none of them were viable. They were all unbalanced. And it was just like, like just devastation because even to agree to do the one round of IVF was difficult for both of us. And I knew that by agreeing to do this round, this was it. This was our chance. You know, if if, if this didn't work, then we would would stop. Um, Our doctor did tell us that they did have um, success with another patient that had the same genetic issue that I do they did multiple rounds of IVF and um, eventually (laughs) were able to get to some good eggs and and good healthy embryos. But we like, I guess financially and also emotionally had agreed we would do it one time. So when we got that call that they were all unbalanced, uh, I think, well, for me, I decided to let it go, Uh, let go the idea or the hope of having a family. And, you know, I didn't blame Richard. I mean, how could I blame him? Because I'm the one with the problem. (laughs) This is the way I looked at it. Um, And I just, you know, I was heartbroken. I went into a depression about it. Uh For many years, I was really sad sad about it, and felt like oh, what's wrong with me you know my body must be broken like the one thing that females are supposed to do is to be able to create life and and I'm not able to do it so i I really put that blame on myself and um yeah, I just, I, I there were times too, I wish it was him that had the problem so I could hate him about it, but really, like, I, I, it just, it was just a, like, I don't know, not wishful thinking, but just like a, a hope that maybe if I wasn't the broken one, maybe I could be mad at him or mad at someone other than myself. And I think that definitely led to me just not kind of sleeping through I would say many years and not really knowing kind of where to go from there because you know all of my friends had kids um not all of them I do have some friends that don't have kids but it's like I always I always thought I would be a mother you know I always thought that it was just inevitable and I never ever once imagined that that I wouldn't be able to So, uh, okay, so then fast forward to uh, a couple years later, um, you know, now we're completely not doing, not even talking really to any doctors, not doing any of that, and um, I got pregnant naturally, and that was like the, oh my, a shock, because we had never gotten pregnant naturally before that. And I remember telling Richard, and the saddest part of telling him is that his first reaction is, like, this crestfallen body posture, and he says, I'm so sorry. And it's, like, it's so weird because it's supposed to be, like, the most exciting thing in, like, a celebration. But for us, it's always been just a a sadness you know he chooses to look at it from (sighs) I feel like a pessimistic place or a realistic place of okay we know what the odds are and what the chances are of this becoming a, a actual child are so he comes from that position where for me I always have had I'm always hopeful every time I'm hopeful that maybe this is it well that time there were two and um we had an ultrasound and then uh you know just told to let's see what happens and um a few weeks later they both miscarried and um and then uh you know, definitely devastation there because that one was like, wow, it must be the right time because this is happening naturally. (sighs) Well, you know, I, I don't know. Every time I, I can't, I can't help myself, but to be hopeful. So that one happened, um, in 2017. And then a year later, uh, happened again and I got pregnant again. And, um, Again, telling Richard, his reaction was the same, and said, you know, he was sorry that I was going through this, and you know, if there's anything he can do to help. But this one lasted longer than the others had, and I always felt like if we could get past six weeks of pregnancy, then maybe that's like what our um, like threshold is of of being unbalanced. And and thankfully, I guess that my translocation is the, the breaks are so large that the babies have, um, have miscarried fairly early on, which is very thankful because there are many women who have the same thing that I do have smaller breaks and they can carry the baby almost to term before, um, this would happen. So this, uh, the one in 2017, it had gotten to, um, the longest that it ever had. And uh we like decided to just wait and go at to the regular ultrasound, I think it was at eight weeks, and you know um i had always i had felt like all the symptoms, everything felt fine, and then the day of the ultrasound um the baby's size was right, but the heartbeat wasn't there, so they said that they think that the heartbeat um had just recently passed or stopped. And, but it was so big that I had to have a DNC on that one. And, uh, which, you know, weirdly enough, a DNC, even though it sounds like it wouldn't be a great thing, is actually way easier than having a miscarriage naturally. Uh, for me on that one, it was like I knew what was going to happen. And then it's like going to sleep and not having to live through it consciously for for me just felt a lot easier um, The other thing that i I want to say is that on the flip side I always struggle with telling with the right time to tell my mom about these pregnancies and the reason is because she's the biggest supporter and she's been there for me physically and emotionally many times when Richard hasn't been capable or or emotionally able to be and um she's like me though every each time she's hopeful and excited and that's made this now the first thing when I have gotten pregnant is I think I can't tell her until it's far far enough along that the odds are better because I don't I want to save her from the pain of like getting her hopes up will need to be crushed you know so that's something that I definitely have struggled with. And I don't know, I tried once to um, not tell her and uh, I waited as long as I could. I waited, I think, until maybe a week before the miscarriage happened. Um, but I think after that experience, it made me realize that that's the people that love you are there for you like for the exciting things and for the bad things and to to try to save them from the pain of whatever the outcome is or the joy of whatever the outcome is is not fair so um yeah since then I I have gone back to Allowing people to feel what they need to feel and kind of go through the process as well. So, um, then, so the last miscarriage was in um, November of 2018. And then I started my process of my loving myself and my spiritual journey that um, following July and it really helped me heal the the hate that i had towards my body and towards just being not enough you know um and and through this getting closer to myself i have had the the chance to have conversations with my spirit guides about it because it was always something inside of me that just, I had so much mourning towards it. You know, it was the one thing that has always made me feel incomplete. So in one of these conversations with my spirits, uh, they showed me, I asked, why did all of these babies die? Like, what? what's, why? And they showed me the energy of this energy going into these embryos and they, the energy felt like it was, it was staying there for a while, but then it almost like pulled back and was reabsorbed, reabsorbed back into the collective spirit energy. And it, they said you're mourning something that never existed. It it was energy that was, was waiting for it to be the right time. It wasn't the right time. And you're, beating yourself up about something that it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. So they said like, let it go. Let it, let this pain go. It's not, it wasn't a soul that died. It literally was energy that was trying to come in, but then realized it wasn't time to come in and went back into the collective and it's waiting there. It's hanging out there. And it's like, like rooting you on. It's, it's not dead. You know, it never, it never, it never, well, it didn't, it never died. It wasn't a baby that died and it was, it was literally just spirit energy. Um, so it said, stop mourning something that you, you don't understand, you know, like, uh, give yourself that break let it, let it off of your heart. Um, I used to wear this necklace that Richard gave me that had, uh, five diamonds on it as a remembrance of those five babies that had passed. And I always, I never took it off. And I felt like that was my way of being connected to them. And it, it was like, stop doing that to yourself. You, you literally are holding on to something from the past that was never meant to be. And um, it's like it, they, they gave me permission to forgive myself, you know, to, it's funny. Cause like we as people, you have either a positive or a negative experience, and you either take it on or you 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 live it and you feel it and you take it on, and you never forgive yourself for it and and that's something that's not real like that's all us holding on to a past that- was never meant to be, whether if it's we're talking about like A missed opportunity, a missed relationship, like, all of those things are holding on to something that wasn't meant to be. And I I feel like it's a human experience to do that. But in doing so, we create misery for ourselves. And they are saying that there isn't a reason for it. Like, literally, we create our own misery. So... I took off the necklace and I, I really remember feeling at peace with the whole process, you know, and, and, and really being like relieved that it wasn't my body that made them, you know, die or unable to come into this life. Um, and then, um, And then I got pregnant this month (laughs) and that's why this story is coming up this week is, um, so the last pregnancy was over like a year and a half ago and, you know, now I'm 44. So I definitely have gotten to a place within myself that I'm okay not having children and I'm okay with what, what is meant to be, uh, and I don't. I, I'm also don't mourn it anymore. You know, you find happiness in other things, and I have learned to know like. And, and weirdly, even when um, this uh kind of home lockdown happened, I send to Richard like, I don't know, like a month ago. I feel like we kind of dodged a bullet. Like imagine having to homeschool and do your work and live in a house like without going out. I mean, that's probably such a challenge for all the parents out there. And I, I was kind of joking with him about it. And literally then maybe two weeks later found out I was pregnant. Um, and I was, I felt like, oh, this is really funny. You know, um, at the same time, I knew that if this is the time for this, then there's, I have to just let it be and go with whatever's meant to be. So, uh, you know, but in in my like critical thinking mind, it couldn't be a worse time. <laughs> so, uh, but there was still hope and there was still like, you know, how weird would it be if this is actually the time? You know, uh, I have wanted something for so long and tried on our physical plane every way that I possibly could. And then at this time when everything is so chaotic in the world and I'm so, I feel like um up in the air with where my future is going to go, that this is coming in now. And um, I just stayed, but I stayed open to it and I stayed positive about it. And um, unfortunately, I did have a miscarriage this week and I I feel... It's weird because I am sad and I still feel the emotions of being hopeful about something only to let it, to have it be taken away. But I also know that everything happens in the timing that it's supposed to. And even, even this, even having a miscarriage right now, I had to look at it as what is the, why another one, you know, And that's this, I don't want to like dumb it down to being so that I could share it with you all. But at the same time, I know I never have really talked, fully talked this out. And the the loneliness that comes with it is, it's like a death that people can say how, how sorry they are for you. But it's not, it's like, um the words don't capture the feeling that it creates in in people's lives, you know, not having, uh, it's like not having a limb or, you know, something that literally is part of you. So I feel like this came up this time to see if I would handle it in a different way than the past. And I, I know I am handling it in a different way. I'm allowing myself to grieve it. And I'm also knowing that it was energy that wasn't re- ready to come in, in at this time. And I'm okay with that. And I feel like I, I'm not taking the blame onto my own shoulders with it. I, I'm at peace with what the universe wants for me right now. And, and it's like almost learning that lesson is freeing me up to have love for and compassion for this moment. Where in the past, I never had felt the right to give myself a compassionate hug or embrace because I felt like I'm the problem. And I know now that it, it literally is... is the point, the point is to look at your myself and to just say thank you for going through this you know and, and coming out on the other end okay and and also able to share it with people that are possibly listening to this to know that you're not alone and literally, I know that we are not alone. I know that there are many people that go through this. And if I can just share that message of it, it's not, it's just energy that's not ready. And that's the literally the only thing that it is. It's not a death. There's nothing you did wrong. It literally is just energy. And if The other thing is, if you can stay open to what is meant to happen in your life, regardless of if it's a child or not a child, I think that's what being in the flow is, you know, like allowing things to flow through you for whatever experience that you're supposed to get out of it. And in this life and in this lifetime of mine, this is something that I clearly have chosen to live through many times. And I feel like I'm I'm going to embrace it I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to love it and I'm going to say like I accept it and I I can grow from here and continue to love the person that I am becoming be away from the thinking. It won't stop till I, I Learn it and it and To be oh. away from the thing